Welcome to The Main Thing. I am your host, Evan Borelli, and each week I'm going to bring you conversations around keeping God at the forefront of your life and how to keep your mind sharp in a chaotic world. Let these words drive you and inspire you to always be better. Happy Motivated Monday, everybody. Welcome back. And also, happy Memorial Day weekend to all of you out there. I just wanted to thank all of the men and women who have unfortunately paid the ultimate sacrifice for our country. Um, You know, just without them and without their family's sacrifices, we really wouldn't be living in the country we live in now. So, happy Memorial Day weekend, everybody. Uh, For those of you who do not know this, there is a workout called the Murph, which is named after Michael Murphy. And he was a Navy SEAL who died in Operation Red Wing back in 2005. And his favorite go-to workout was the one-mile run, 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 squats, and then another mile run, all with a weighted vest. And you have to do it as fast as possible. So I say that because my buddy Robert and I and my girlfriend Lex, we all did that Murph workout today uh, to honor him and even one of Rob's buddies. And on top of that... My really good friend, Lee Davis, who was just on the podcast not even a month ago, he was the one who ran the psycho, who ran 100 miles. He just broke the world record for doing 16 Murphs in 22 hours. So the the old world record was 15 Murphs. He broke it by one. He told me he was always thinking about the quote, if you don't quit, you win. And I think that's just really motivating, a really good way to celebrate the weekend, honoring those who have paid the ultimate sacrifice. So again, like I said, I just thank everybody who is either serving right now or knows someone who is serving. Uh, just thank you guys for all of the sacrifices that you uh, do for this country. Why am I saying all this? So part of today's podcast is going to be revolved around an interesting topic that I have been thinking about quite frequently over the past couple of weeks, and I'm calling it, or it's called Grit, and it's from a book I read by Angela Duckworth. Uh, She's a psychologist, talks about the power of passion and perseverance and how people uh, can develop grit over time. And so I correlate all this to the soldiers, right? So all these soldiers and these athletes, right? So like soldiers specifically for today. So soldiers have this ability to have what I call grit, um, this ability to overcome adversity, this ability to overcome challenges. And when I talk to a lot of people on this podcast, I want to remind everybody and show everybody that this isn't just a soldier only or athlete only thing. You know, every single person here on earth can have this concept called grit, right? They can grow this power, as I call it, they can grow this skill over the years. And not a lot of people know how to grow it. So that's sort of why I'm here today on this podcast platform. So. I'm going to dive a little bit into what I think grit is and what I think it means to me and what are some of the most important pieces that you guys can take away um, in order to grow your ability to become gritty. All right, so what is grit? Well, to me, honestly, grit isn't really too complicated of a a topic. Um, Grit is someone's ability to overcome challenges, case in point. So if you think about it, people who are gritty are those people like Lee, right? Who can dial in, you know, buckle back and, and overcome, you know, physical pain, 
and probably some mental pain too, honestly, if you want to think about it. These are Division One athletes or professional football players or soldiers who can, you know, get shot in the shoulder and continue to fight on the enemy for 12 hours at a time, right? This is all, they're all pretty extreme examples, but everyday humans like yourselves can also develop this concept called grit, right? So to me, what it is, exactly like I said, just the ability to have a lot of passion and perseverance in your specific goals. I don't care what your goals are, but it's having specific goals and then having the ability to persevere whenever the whenever there's challenges presented to you within those goals. Um, so a couple other things I wanted to talk about. Um, there's this idea around talent, right? Everyone, people who are like naturally talented. I've met a couple of guys like that. People who are, you know, naturally built, naturally smart. Um, but I've met people that have the same talents, but they don't really work that hard. So one of the pieces of grit that you would need if you want to become someone who, you know, has like the mental toughness, like Lee, for example, um, you have to be able to work harder than the average person. So, it's the it's like the age old quote right from athletes they have this whole quote right uh, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard so if you think about that concept there are you could just think about every underdog that's won in any sport ever right if if a 16 seed college basketball team beats a number one seed in March Madness everyone's like well how did that happen honestly the number 16 seed probably had a little bit more grit than the number one seed. They had that per that passion, that perseverance. I'm pretty sure the number one seed probably had a little bit of an ego going. Probably had a little bit of like a <laughs> relaxed mindset, right? But that 16 seed had the ability to buckle down, not care that the other team was seemingly more talented than them, and they were able to come up on top. And that is what I'm trying to convey to y'all as listeners is if you are presented with a challenge or any sort of you know, setback in life. If you have the ability to buckle down and work hard for something, you can come out on top 10 out of 10 times. It does not matter what your talent level is. It doesn't matter what your situation is. It doesn't matter where you work, what you do, or what you're trying to succeed at. It's the hard work that counts twice. It's the effort that counts twice, not just talent, right? And when you try to dissect all this right so people are like well you know what do you mean like effort counts twice because don't you have to be naturally good at something well this gets into like how grit grows like this grows over time so someone who's you know a college athlete or or a college student or you know a young professional coming out of school or whatever your grit level grows as your life progresses so statistically speaking and this is at least in the book um Angela Duckworth said that the older you get, the more gritty you get. And it's not to say that just literal old age makes you gritty, but life experiences make you gritty. So you're constantly presented with more and more challenges. So when you're 40, you've probably been, you've probably been presented with more challenges than someone who's 25, right? So just understand that you're not going to have grit right away. You have to let it grow. You have to let it sit there. You have to let it kind of mold into its own thing. You have to become the best version of yourself every single day. And there's going to be the ups, there's going to be the downs, there's going to be the setbacks, there's going to be the low moments, there's going to be the days where you don't feel like you're good enough, there's going to be the days where you probably cry to your husband or wife or boyfriend or girlfriend and say like, you know, I'm having a bad day or, you know, I feel low. But that's the whole point, right? And when you think about it, 
So let's take, you know, a, a spiritual spin on it, obviously, because that's sort of like the foundation of the whole thing, right? Pastor Stephen once said, uh, from Elevation, by the way, that in order for you to become blessed, you have to go through the storm. So you have to go through storms. I mean, gritty people didn't become gritty off of nothing. They didn't just wake up good, you know? They had to go through the storm. They had to feel low. They had to be in debt. They had to feel defeated because it's in those defeated moments where you kind of like flex a little bit buckle down and like you get real real angry and motivated right and you get all fired up (laughs) and then you slowly start to get out of it and it's a little by little day by day you're like oh my gosh things are starting to work out here we go this is getting after it all right we're feeling good right um, you have to understand that the storms are necessary. I could even talk, I can even, I guarantee you, Lee, at one point when he was trying to break this world record, was feeling just so defeated. And he, and he told me, like, at one point, you know, it just gets really tough. And, like, you, you ask yourself, why am I even doing this, right? So I take it from Lee, the dude who broke a world record. And that guy did, that's 1,600 pull-ups, by the way, if, if those of you who did the math, right? That's 36 miles of running. 1,600 pull-ups, it's just a lot, right? So he has had to have the low moments, even during a time of breaking the world record, to grow grit in the moment, right? So just take that for what it's worth. Um, You know, when you think about it spiritually, God is definitely on your side in the low moments, and I think that's how we as, you know, believers kind of can come out of something like that. Like, that's what helps us, is like leaning on God and like doing you know, just praying about it, just focusing on him and realizing that everything's going to work out. It's it's up to me and my prayer and my work ethic and my drive to get me out of the storm. Because you can stay in the storm for a pretty long time if you let it. Um, no, but on top of that, you know, people would ask me like, okay, well then how does it, how does it grow? Like, how does grit grow? Like if I'm, if old age gets me to become gritty, like how does that even work? Like, how does this look? Um, and one of the other things I was thinking about was, well, practice, you know, you think about anybody ever. I think the reason why there's a correlation between old age, greediness, and practice is because all those are synonymous with each other. You know, when you're 25, you really don't have a lot of experience. Or if, when you're in your 20s, you really don't have a lot of practice at many things. Um, if you were an athlete from like a kid on to through college, then yeah, you probably had a lot of practice at that. But when it comes down to life, it's really not a lot of time. So if you think about it, deliberate practice with whatever your goals are, which again is another piece from the book, that is what's key. It's not just practicing things, like for me personally, right? So I like to work out, right? Well, I have to deliberately focus on certain things if I want to achieve a certain goal. If I want to look aesthetically sound, I have to work out a certain way. Every single day or every single week, be on a plan and have a goal that I'm going to achieve X, Y, Z. So it's the deliberate practice, and you can even think about athletes, right? So basketball players, they don't just play basketball games. They practice dribbling drills. They practice free throws. They practice three-pointers. They practice all kinds of mundane tasks. I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, one if it wasn't LeBron James or Michael Jordan, it was another really, really famous basketball player saying they wouldn't leave the basketball court until they took 500 free throws because it's just a very simple task. Everyone thinks of a free throw as a really simple skill, but these guys who are NBA players, pro basketball players, spent the hours deliberately practicing all the small stuff. So if you wanna get good, practice the small stuff and do it deliberately every single day. Um, And this sort of gets into the next thing I was gonna talk about, which is like a mindset, right? So all these athletes and even soldiers, um, and if I wanna add, yeah, another example, soldiers, right? 
when we, like me as a soldier, right? I, even though I'm in the National Guard, most of our time is training. So hours of training correlate effectiveness in real life situations. So my buddy Rob, who was deployed day after day after day, hour after hour, they practiced the most mundane. He even had his soldiers wearing weighted vests to work to get used to wearing the weight because when you're overseas, you never take it off. So if you're not used to wearing a 50 pound, you know, ballistic vest, he's like, all right, well, show up to work with a weighted vest and don't take it off all day. (laughs) And it's like that deliberate, intentional hour by hour practice that those guys did. And then when they go overseas, they're pretty much good to go. And you know, things can happen. But for the most part, all of those mundane, simple things, you know, help you out. And, and what I'm getting to is that kind of changes the way you think, right? It's all mindset. So Again, if I want to lean this on to a more spiritual connection, you think about how God created everything, right? Every animal, all the little Tweety Birds, all the big elephants, they all have their own inherent skill or gift. Humans were gifted with the brain, right? Which the brain's very powerful, and like a lot of people know, I don't know if y'all know this, but on average, we can only access about 10% of our brain capacity. So I think God does that, God does that for a reason. <laughs> I think he doesn't really want us to have all the power, right? Because we can get a little dangerous. But when you think about a mindset, it's that hope-based mindset or that faith-based mindset that's going to get you to where you want to be in life. Um, And again, like the book said, it's this pessimistic versus optimistic mindset. Um, When she was analyzing gritty people, she realized that, you know, almost nine times out of 10, if not 10 times out of 10, the grittiest people had optimistic mindsets, meaning if they were presented with a challenge, they were like, all right, yeah, I got it. It's all good. I mean, this is going to suck, but like, we'll be all right. The less gritty people that she studied had very pessimistic mindsets, like, oh, woe is me. I don't like this. This is, this is yucky. You know, like, I don't like this. You know, um, yeah, I'm really not feeling good. And, like, I want to quit and this, that, and the other thing, right? And it's okay to have those moments, but if the majority of your time is optimistic and not pessimistic, you're going to put yourself in a good situation. And again, this is why prayer and leaning on the most powerful thing on the planet or in all of the universe is important. When you pray to God for, um, I will call it sun stand still prayers to give Pastor Stephen another shout out, right? Sun stand still prayers. He's saying, he's saying those words because of the following. We all have the ability to pray sun stand still prayers. So Joshua was a guy in the Bible who was a soldier. So again, correlating this all to today, um, Joshua was in need of some serious prayer. His his soldiers were not as strong as the enemy. It just really wasn't looking like it was going to work out. He was like, God, I pray that you make the sun stand still a little longer to give me more daylight to win this battle. And you know what God did? He made the sun stand still. <laughs> like, that same God lives inside you. It lives inside of everybody. If you love Jesus, it lives inside you, right? So understand that the hope-based or you know optimistic mindset correlates to your faith. You know, when I wake up in the morning and I pray to God to bless me and, you know, watch over me and give me strength, that is an unbelievable amount of power that I have in my, inside myself in order to overcome and develop my, you know, like I said, grittiness, like that ability to get over, you know, challenges and such. Um, so always remind yourself that having an optimistic mindset in moments of significant adversity are going to be the difference 
the difference makers uh, in your life when it comes to reaching your goals, no matter what they are. It could be become the best accountant or become the best banker or become the best speaker or become the best business owner or be the best parent, right? These are all very hard goals to reach, right? Because if you set your goals high, it's going to be tough. But having that optimistic mindset and that focused prayer is really going to be what gets you to the next level. And you're probably going to and I'll do a lot of people in life because not a lot of people get to hear this. Um, and one of the last things I wanted to talk about was culture. Um, when you surround yourself with like-minded people, right? Other people that kind of have grit. Like, this is why I like hanging out with my friends. Because some of my friends are literal psychos, right? Lee's crazy. I don't know if I can hang with him for 16 Murphs, but he has a really good mindset. And I sometimes give him quotes that he likes to, you know, use. You know, the whole, if you, if you don't quit, you win. That's a mindset. A culture of grit like the book talks about, is surrounding yourself with a team. So if you think about, I can use a, an example I just thought of. So Matt Fraser was is the four-time fittest man on earth, CrossFit guy, really fit dude. He willingly chose to start working out with the fittest female on earth because her mindset matched his mindset. So they found a, they found a giant, like they're both married. They found a place where all four of them can like train together, like the two athletes and the husband and wife of each other. They would train every day, and they and they share the same mindset. It's that culture that's going to keep you driven. It's going to keep you like connected to grit, right? It's going to keep you like fired up for the next thing. Because if you're hanging out with people that are kind of like, eh, I want to do this, you're probably not going to develop your grit as fast as you probably want to. So remember that who you hang out with and who you lean on is vitally important. You cannot be successful without hanging out with other people that are going to say like, if they're, if they're going to say some pessimistic stuff, like just don't even bother hanging out with them. They could be great people, but when it comes to reaching your goals, hang out with people that also have goals that have the same mindset because you're just going to hold yourself back. If you're not surrounded by other great people, that's why I like all my friends because for the most part, my friends have pretty strong minds. I mean, hanging out with Rob today was pretty, pretty inspiring. I mean, that guy's done a lot, seen a lot and He's got a lot of drive. I feed off that drive because I want to grow my grit. You know, like I already have that inside me. So, so, you know, let's reflect, right? So let's reflect off of what, you know, what all this means. You know, do you feel like you have the ability to acquire grit? Like, do you have, do you think you are in a good space? Do you think you're surrounded with the right group? Do you kind of feel like any of this is calling out to you? Because if this kind of topic is calling out to you, I want you to reach out to me. You know, and, and you can ask me questions and you can talk to me because like I'll be praying for for you if you want me to. I will I will guide you down, you know, a good path. I will try to help you as best I can when it comes to growing your grit and, and even growing your faith because it's all kind of correlated. And you know, I want everyone to that's listening to this podcast to feel like they're part of a community, right? I want this podcast to be a a community when it comes down to it, right? It's not just me talking to y'all, it's me kind of joining people together, right? Being a one big happy family, one big community, talking to each other about our struggles, talking to each other about how we can get better, talking to each other about how we can pray for each other, how we can lean on our faith, and how we could do things for each other to live the best life possible for ourselves, but using each other as a community, right? Because that's really what it's all about. It's like the culture I was talking about towards the end here. The culture is key. You can't have success. You can't have grit without good culture. And if you want to be part of a of a really strong community 
it's, it's surrounding yourselves with people that talk about stuff like this. So I want people to come to me and I want people to, you know, say like, Hey, Evan, like, I'm really thinking about this. I'm really trying to figure out how to grow my grit. I'm really trying to figure out how to grow my faith. Like, can you pray for X, Y, Z? And I'll be like, absolutely, dude. Like, are you kidding me? Like, I will totally do that for you. And like, you know, let's talk about it more. Like, I want to hear about, you know, what you're struggling with or what you're doing great at too, because I want to hear all your wins too. As much as I want to hear your struggles, I want to hear what you're crushing. Um, so just remember that, uh, sort of when we wrap things up, I did want to leave it with, um, actually a quote. It's one of my favorite Bible verses. Leave it with something like this, a little spiritual action. Um, it's in relation to Memorial Day weekend. It's from John 15, 13, and it's greater love has no man than a man who lays down his life for a friend. So, um, again, I just want to thank every, everybody who serves this country for everything you do. Thank you to all the men and women who have fallen um, overseas to fight for our freedoms. And I hope everybody gets after it this week. I hope you guys all have a just a kick-ass day <laughs> and evening. And I'm looking forward to talking to you guys again soon. See ya. All right, everybody. Well, that's all we got for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Look forward to the next conversation next Sunday. And remember, always keep the main thing the main thing.